This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out takes. Almunia saves. Look out follows in. Almunia saves again. And now one but on the counter attack. Forestieri. Where do you start with that? Where do you start with that? People in the middle of Christmas, in the middle of a cost of living crisis, with petrol at Christ knows what price, and trains running intermittently, have made the effort to get down to Swansea today, and the club and the team simply have not bothered. I will warn people now there will be swearing on this because that was absolutely fucking unbelievable. Yeah. That was absolutely disgraceful. There is no other words for it. I've I've rarely been so angry about this. And we can point to we can point to the injuries. They were legion. They were multiple. We know we've got a lot of it. But what you can expect from eleven players on the pitch and the subs who come on is to put a bloody shift in. And it simply didn't happen. Justin, sir. Correct me where I'm wrong. You're not. You're not wrong, Peter. Good evening to you. Hello, everybody. It doesn't hurt anymore, Peter. Really, because I can tell you're hurt because I've not heard that kind it of fucking does. Well, I've I've not heard that tone in your voice ever. I don't think. But this was coming, and <clears throat> really, this whole season's kind of. There's been a few kind of papers over the cracks. You've had your four nil win win against Luton. You've had your four nil away at Stoke. You've had other sort of great results, but really. This result was coming and it was abject, absolutely abject. There's no positives from that match whatsoever. No one had a good game and uh, uh, it's just shocking that we can put in a shift like that. Three games, one point, no goals scored either. Oh, no, actually, no, it's, uh, what am I talking about? We beat Huddersfield, didn't we? So three points. But yeah, it's it's shocking, Peter. Absolutely shocking. And it's desperate. I can't see what we can do to turn this around. I honestly can't. Unless we have a blinding window and on Monday, Kone starts and is absolutely fantastic and 
I don't know. I'm at a loss, Peter. It doesn't hurt me anymore. I knew we were going to lose today. 4-0, probably not, but it's just disgusting. I mean, let's, let's have a look through. The the players we were missing, they were, as I say, they were legion. Obviously, Kamara was stupid and got himself sent off on uh, on on Monday, on bank holiday. I mean, who knew bo- who knew Boxing Day was going to be the highlight of the week? Well, <laughs> Ken Semmer... Ken is out for some reason we know not why, but presumably because along with KMB, Hawes and Loser, he had a left foot, so was taken out the back and shot somewhere because we had uh, we still had a number of left footers available, but there was five left-footed players, all of whom you would put in and around the starting eleven. Obviously, Chowdhury, Cleverly, Gosling, Pedro, Manai um, aren't there, and Keener and Barr are off on loan, not doing very much either of them. But this surely, this surely comes down to looking at the recruitment. And I go back to the the thing that I've been banging on about, Peter, is there's there's no connection to any of those players whatsoever. I don't care about any of them. I don't give a monkeys about any of those players. I don't care. They just, they don't care. I don't care. Well, let's, let's quickly, uh, sorry, Carl, I'll see you there. I'll come to you straight after. Let's go to uh, squad number 69, Chip Shop Terry. Terry, sir, long time no speak. Hope you're well. But uh, tonight's not going to make you any better. Nah, it certainly hasn't. It certainly hasn't. And, uh, yeah, that, that was baffling, absolutely baffling. Uh, I think, obviously, when the squad was released, we probably all looked at that and thought, well, this is definitely going to be one of the trickier games. But I just wanted to point out that you've obviously all seen it anyway, if you've watched the game tonight, um, how pathetic Sars' performance was. Just had a diabolical game. This bloke's meant to be like the standout player in our squad, meant to be sort of Premier League spec. And I think he was one of the worst players on the field. He just looked completely couldn't be asked. He must have seen the team sheet like we did and thought, oh, well, we're fucked tonight, so I'm not going to put a shift in. And it was embarrassing. I didn't watch the last game, but I heard he had a bit of a stinker then. And I think we just need to get rid of him because, I don't know, I'd much rather a youngster play poorly but get experience than saw that, by the looks of things, doesn't want to be there, certainly doesn't want to play on a football pitch. He was diabolical. Absolutely diabolical. Uh, no, couldn't couldn't agree more. I mean, what what was telling? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure everybody will have watched via I don't know Red Button. Some people will have been watching the Swansea uh, broadcast. So I, I was listening into the Hive Live one. What was interesting tonight was John Marks and Tommy Mooney do do their level best to be as positive as they can because it's like it's the corporate broadcast. They've got to do it. They're paid by the club. They're going to be as positive as they can. Even they were calling it out very nicely and very professionally, but it was a shit show. And in fairness to Saar, he was in good company because nobody else put anything in. The first goal came about from a player who I desperately try hard to like, despite everything that he does to stop me liking him, from Truce to pulling himself out wide and then putting a ball into the centre that was just miles wide of the player he was trying to pass into, who, you know, one pass puts Pirro in, Piro, who hasn't scored, <laughs> I think he scored one goal since we played them previously. You know, he's been on a bit of a, a downward spiral. Well, you know, we've, we've got him a good couple today, got him up and running. Nobody gets nobody gets a, a team's you know season going like a Watford back four or a back five <laughs> in this instance. Good yeah. grief. Sorry, mate, I'm ranting now. Sorry, mate. No, oh. no, no. It's your, it's, your, it's your show, you fanny. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. But yeah, that, that's, that's why we've that's what we've missed from Terry. Somebody will come sorry. on and say, "Yes, you may have been beaten four 0 but you're still a fanny." Well said. It's, uh, it, it, it is like obviously none of us could foresee the injuries, 
And that is a worry. What Jao Pedro's out for six to eight weeks, and his he was our best hope of promotion. Aspria has moments of genius, but he's 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 not built for the championship physically yet. A bit like Jao Pedro, he gets knocked yeah. off the ball too much. Well, when Jao Pedro first came to, sorry, he's not got the uh, he's not got the build for it yet. So hopefully he'll get on the old protein shakes or whatever they give him. But yeah, he, I, he needs to I'm go not, to the wrong chip shop. That's what he needs. Yeah, good lad. Cut the kebabs. That'll sort him right out. But yeah, I'm not sort of pinpointing Saar, but considering he should be our best player, you know, and there's talk of him going to a Premier League team. No Premier League team's watching that game and going, we'll have a bit of Saar because he was golden. He was absolutely diabolical, but they all were. And yeah, hopefully we don't get hammered too much on Monday by Norwich that I believe won tonight. The bastards. Anyway, I'll leave you to it. Cheers, boys. All right, Terry. Cheers, fella. Lovely to hear from you. Cheers, mate. Speak to you soon. Carl, sir. Carl. How are we? How are we? I have already I've already notified people that there may be swearing. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, and 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 uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, there may even be a bleep button coming in. Who knows? Well, Carl. What what did you think of tonight? Well, before I, before I go into that, a couple of things, and, and Terry's throwing me a curveball. Calling you a fanny has really calmed me down. <laughs> a, I mean, that is just a, that's a thing to behold there. So, uh, well done, Terry. You, you've uh, you've saved the bleep button there a little bit, I think. But um, Peter, an absolute fucking shit show of biblical proportions this evening. Um, and, and I know that there isn't one player that we saw out there tonight that. Deserves that shirt, deserves to represent our club. And I completely agree with what Terry said there. I mean, there's a, there's a couple of things from me, and then I'll, I'll let the, the others crack on. But we're, we're a team that, you know, I, I know tonight we've been linked again with bringing in um, some more South Americans with all this potential and stuff like that. This club does not need potential. It needs players that can come into this division and fucking do something with the football and put it in the back of the net. Not tomorrow not next week now needs to happen now this transfer window uh, and i might be people might say you're blowing this out of proportion a bit this transfer window that's coming up is one of the biggest we've had in years probably the biggest of the pozzo era and they could they fucked it up before quite handsomely and i'm sure they'll fuck it up again but i generally feel if they do not get this right and and bring in the right caliber of player and and what i mean by that is players that want to fight for the shirt want to represent the club. Not that fucking horrible shit that we're seeing at the moment where nobody gives a fuck, because they don't. They're all in that dressing room as we speak, not caring. They do not care about our football club. And those poor fuckers that have travelled down there tonight all deserve a refund, every single one of them. And if the club's got any ounce of dignity in that ownership or the people upstairs, they'll offer that, because that's the least that they can do. It is a fucking disgrace what is going on at our football club. I have never been so nope, detached. Don't disagree with that. So let's go and uh, let's go and get to this, Josh. Josh, if you have your your mic button, sir, and let us know yes. what you think. Oh well, it, it gets worse by the week. Like, if we thought it couldn't get worse at Millwall, fuck it now. That was dreadful. This is genuinely the worst team we've ever had under pot. So, and not because the players aren't good enough, because they are. We've had some like Pedro is one of the best players I've ever seen, but they just don't care. None of the players care. The players that do care are fucking shit. Not good enough for the club. And there's nowhere else for them to go. No proper team takes Cabaselli or True Stikonga. No team has them. And we're the worst run club in the country, 100%. Like, oh my God, no team in their right mind spends 15 million on Okoye. Hasn't played a league game yet. 
Kalu hasn't even played 10 games. Bio's just fucking shit. Oh, mate, it's just terrible. Akoye was, I think he was 6 million, but, um, but 50 million it's still... combined it... on, on, on those three. It's just, it's just. Oh, right, on those three. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Sorry, mate. My, my. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm still, I'm still sitting here having PTSD at the moment. It's just like Jesus yeah, Christ, Christ like, uh, Yes, we've got so many injuries, but oh, people care so much about this club, and I, I don't know why I care so much. Like, I don't know why I forced myself to watch today, but oh, Jesus Christ, it's just, it just gets worse by the week. Oh, mate, I'm fucking fuming. Well, we've conceded... I can hear, I can hear it, sir. We've conceded six goals in the last two games, not scored any. I mean, that, that ain't any kind of form that to be proud of at all. No, of you know, it, it, I, honestly, I just think I, I'm very, very... Like Carl said, there's a massive detachment at the moment between fans and players, and it's going to take an awful lot to turn that around. Yeah, you can have all the team meetings in the world, but nothing will ever change well with this maybe group get some bloody fans into one of these team meetings and let them have a say and say do you know what we're ashamed of you we're fed up with you you're not playing well enough do you know what i mean get 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 some fans yeah, it's, yeah, it's dreadful yeah they, they should but they won't do that because gino he, he wants to go up but it doesn't just happen like that he actually has to do something about it and yes we've got kone and martins but martins he won't care because he's only on loan for six months he's going to Danese, Kamara. Kamara, he's probably laughing at us sitting at home watching because he knows he's off in the summer. Like it's just, it's the lack of desire well, and the lack I... of effort. I think that hurts more than anything. If we, if you actually, if that team actually put some something into it tonight and they're unlucky, you'd go well. They, they played all right, and it was one of those nights. It wasn't one of those nights. It was just shit. No, no, no. This this has been coming for ages, and now everyone else can see how bad we are. And teams won't be scared to like sit off us as they might have been earlier in the season they're going to come and attack us and we can't deal with true true indeed i think uh i think we we, we said on on saturday fair play to millwall because they came and they worked hard and they did a job on us i don't think swansea did that in the first half i think what happened here today was th- they were kind of looking at a little bit tentative not doing very much and the gravitational pull of our own goal was too much for, for the back line to not concede in the first half. And suddenly Swansea went, they're not up for this. Again, they're not up for this. And suddenly in the second half, you saw them starting to, you know, after the second goal in, kind of cut loose and start pushing the ball about and start playing well. So fair play to Swansea. You you did what every team can what, what every team can only do, which is beat the team that turns up and is put in front of you. They did that, but this was a game that we lost, not a game that was that was won by the opposition from the first minute going at us. We were just so poor. So poor indeed. Mal, sir. Mal, how are you doing? Hello there. I'm glad we're past the watershed. Um, get your bleep mic ready, because that was fucking abysmal. <laughs> and and I don't blame Billich if he walks, because none of them players give two monkeys about the club. And I bet Pedro and Sar can't wait to get from there. I think for some strange reason, every time I see Pedro, I don't know if he's just in love with football or if he's been given a new contract on such a good amount of money that he's just happy to be there for the moment. He still he still seems to play with some joy in his uh, in in his body shape, whereas whereas Saar always looks like you know basically he's going he's, he's midway through a circumcision as he's playing. He looks fucking miserable the whole time. But uh, oh, Mal, mate, no, not at all. You can uh, you can bleep away to your heart's content because that was that was just 
just abysmal. And I appreciate, as I said, as I went through anybody who's joined later, we've gone through the the injuries that are there, and we even included Keener and Barr, who are out on loan, who who we didn't have in there. There was a total of twelve players out there who weren't available to us. You've got to ask if you're a Koye, and there probably was something about the homegrown rule in terms of him not even making the bench there tonight. But Pollock wasn't included. Sierra Alta was on the bench, and yet. For for me, and Mal, tell me if I'm wrong. Having watched that first half, was it somewhat strange that Cathcart was taken off out of Cabaselli, Trutakong, and Cathcart? I don't know if he picked up an injury, but it seemed an odd decision yep. to me. Seemed, yeah, he seemed to be uh, the the last player that you would have took off, I think, because the, the rest of them. Oh, to be honest with you, I've got to the point where. You're getting where you've just had enough of Watford and we need to hear about from Gino because the club is getting a right, a right tank in all the time and we have become a right shambles. Indeed. I mean, we have to remember that, you know, obviously when uh, when a certain Luton manager left, I think we were in 12th at the time, and Bilic has made, I won't say a silk purse, but it's certainly been a sow's ear that he's had to work with and had brought us all the way up to third or fourth. I don't even know where we are today because I just stomped upstairs going, I'm going to go and do the spaces, and the family are kind of dreading my return at any point tonight, I'm sure. But he, he's brought us up to there. Before this week, you know, on Christmas Day, we had gone six games, clean sheets out of the last eight. Now we have gone four games where we've only scored a goal in one of them. And that was the Huddersfield game where obviously Pedro got the two. And Pedro is now out for six to eight weeks. You know, and if anybody thinks this is an overreaction, then please, please feel free and come back on and, and, and let us know. And you will not be ridiculed in any way, shape or form. We want to hear everybody's thoughts and opinions. Cheers, Mal. You know, in, in terms of what everybody thinks, but we shall see. I'm not sure I'm going to be disagreed with on this next caller, however, because we're going to turn to Florida. We're going to turn to Uncle Ron and say, Uncle Ron, did you enjoy the coverage on uh, on on Hive Live today? That was terrible. Um, the um, audio was behind the video. It was mumbling, but it's, it's. I mean, today has there has to be a line drawn in the sand now, and it's unforgivable. It is a disgusting, disgusting football club. There shouldn't be a head coach. You might as well put a cardboard cutout whilst Pozzo owns this football club. Bilic scurried off at the end, and I'm not putting this defeat on him, but he should be man enough to go up to all those fans who have taken time off work, travelled hours to get there, spent that money, and apologise to them and shake them all by the hand. So either he's resigning or he's being sacked, but to me, that he, he should apologise. The players are rotten to the core. Uh, I've said this several times. They are all given contracts, for life, for their footballing lives. They are, they become multi, multi-millionaires. There is no jeopardy. It, it is irrelevant to them results. But you look at Truth to Kong, five years, average 30K a week. What is that? Seven and a half million. Rupert, you, you started off by saying a line has to be drawn in the sand. Who's drawing the line yes. and, and what line is it that's being drawn? Well, we should, we should be as supporters. We should be as supporters. I've said it before. Other people have, have also said it. There should be vocal dissent. No, I'm not talking personal abuse, but there should be constant abuse of the footballing 
abilities or lack of them, the owner, what he's doing, how he is spending 14 million on Kalu, um, Okoy, Bio, two of whom can't make the team, one of them can't even make the bench. What is that all about? And the fans should be going berserk. Any other club, those players would be shitting themselves. It is disgusting. They are humiliating us. But you tell me. You tell me how to get people to speak up. I speak up. Others speak up. But decent people, forget me, decent people, those fans who went today, are being humiliated and insulted. And the owner refuses to speak to Andrew French. He refuses to speak to him. It is disgusting. You do not humiliate decent people. Your passion is undeniable and your thoughts are undeniable. But, you know, we've said in the past, you know, now's the time maybe to... I can't remember which game it was, but people were trying to take banners in. Oh, it was after Edwards got sacked, wasn't it? And people were trying to take banners into Stoke and it was, oh, well, if it's not fireproof, you can't bring that in or whatever. So there's ways and means of the club thwarting any kind of dissent of, of, of that kind. So... How does it start? Is there is there an appetite for it? Are we just... I'm playing devil's advocate here, but are we just entitled? Are, are we entitled and we're not getting what we feel we are entitled to? No, not at all. In, 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 no, nothing to do with entitlement. You cannot... If, if you were supporting a, a small club where, where players were getting um, a slightly above the average working man's wage, you could call it entitlement, but... As I said before, these are the most, some of the most highest paid players uh, the second tier has ever had. So it, it, it's unforgettable. They should be getting abused. I don't know why. I mean, you, why, why are people f- afraid to boo them and to shout at them? I don't think anybody wants to have to give somebody abuse, but you're not wrong. Other clubs would have. Thank you. Thank you, Uncle Ron from uh, Florida there. Well, you know, there's, there's never a lack of passion with, with Uncle Ron. I don't think anybody wants to abuse anybody but it's at the point whereby you can see this season going so badly wrong in terms of the performances ironically we're still in fifth now uh, we, we put out the uh, the Swansea preview where we were talking to a lovely chap called Adam from uh, from the Pinken, which is the uh, uh, the podcast, and they do all sorts of media up there. They're practically official, and they were talking about Dean Smith prior to losing at you know where up the road, and they were saying no, it's awful, and we we do think we need to have a change, but we don't think they'll do it, but we really want to have one. And lots of fans were saying they weren't they weren't abusing anybody. They were just there was absolutely no uncertainty that this was not right. And, of course, I think it was Carl turned and said, but you're fifth, you know. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, but we know what's happening. We watch us every week. We know what's going on. We know what's happening here. In the meantime, let's quickly get get across to to, to Wendover. Let me me add him in, all fingers and thumbs. As always, some things are reliably stupid, like like your hosts here. Oh, Greg. Greg, you know how to you know how the procedure works. If you want to come on and uh, and and let us know what you what you think, hit the mic button. Evening, Greg. Hope you're having a good time in uh, Norfolk. Not yet, not there yet, mate. Leave in the morning. Ah, okay, all right. Yeah. How are you? What do you reckon? I'm shit. That'd be a cheery journey. Pissed off. You know, this is all on one man who I've supported through the hill. This is all on you, Mister Gino Pozzo. All on you. I know for a fact for a fact that he was told we were light in midfield. And he said, no, we've got enough. Have we bollocks? We've got zero fit centre midfield players now. Zero. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. 
what, what, what more can you say? What more can you say? No, there is a lot more you can say. I mean, you know, we, we haven't got a midfield now. It's, it's you know, Bakuna's less than useless. I just hope that Kone is able to do it. Look, comes. Yeah. You're right, Jess. Uncle Rod might as well have been sat in the centre of midfield this, this evening. Bakuna, straight off the, be- the beach, overweight, just, just, what was the, what, you might as well have put young Manning in there or the, the lads, uh, the son of Edu at, uh, at Arsenal that we brought in. You might as well have put one of the young kids. That's hold, you know, I know Peter's watched them and said, yeah, I don't think they're ready yet. They'd have done better than Bakuna. Yeah, I mean... They would have done better than Bakuna. This is a joke. How many times have we heard clear the air talks about commitment, desire and passion? Well, the the first couple seemed to work. So the first one was after Coventry, wasn't it? And then we went on that little run that got us promoted. The the next one was after the Millwall defeat and then we beat Luton 4-0. But after that, (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the passion seems to have died. And the talk that they had yesterday, on, whenever it was, obviously fell on deaf ears. Just, you shouldn't need to have those No, I, I totally agree, mate. I t- a team in, be- in, in any business, if you have to have those types of discussions so regularly, something is wrong with the fabric of that company that you're well, working for. I agree, for. and that's why I said get some fans in. They'll soon tell you. Yes. These are privileged people, privileged people. 99.9% of us would swap places with these, these, oh, I don't, oh, I don't want to swear, would, would, would swap places with these men, these men overnight. Privileged, privileged people. And they don't give a shit. They do not give a shit. None of them are Watford, though, Greg. This is what I've been saying for, you know, since the beginning of the season. Yeah. None of them are Watford. They're brought in from other continents, expected to then be shipped on somewhere else. They're not here to play for Watford. They're, they're in a shop window to play for bigger teams, effectively. That's the business model that we're operating under. So you can't expect any loyalty from any of them because they're not really Watford, and, any of them. And, and just, I've got no problem with that. Watford have been that vehicle of club for as long as... Yeah, yeah agreed. A boy, but a lot of them are know? homegrown or a lot of them came through... They were homegrown, but this current model is let's bring in some gems. I'm not interested in defenders, not really that interested in midfielders. I want flair players that can increase in value quickly, get them in the shop window, in and out. And here you go. Here you go, here you go, Mr. Head Coach. Here's a bunch of players. They don't really all fit into the, you know, the, the holes don't really fit. You know, we've got square pegs for round holes in play, but there's a couple of gems in there. You go and make a but, team. But Greg, which of that lot tonight would you describe as fa- a flair player? <laughs> None of them. Well, I'd, I'd call Jao a fair flair player. I'd call Saar when he can be asked a fair flair player. From what I hear of Martins, he's probably a fair flair player. Kucho yeah. was yeah. a Kucho was a fair player. That's that's that that's that's where I'm going. Yeah. The model is let's make money and let's make money quickly. But a team? Well, I'm not bothered about a team. Let's let's just hodge them. Let's. It's it's just it's just awful. And let's get to the other point of Uncle Rod's. It's time for the fans to say something. Yes, it is time for the fans to say something. But the problem is 
not enough of us care. Not enough of us care enough. All of us on this off, on this on this space tonight care. But if you go within the Vicarage Road Stadium, they are a lot of them are customers, and they are there because they can't get a season ticket at Arsenal, Chelsea, or whoever. And they're coming to Watford to take their son or their daughter to a football match. And they don't really care that much. We have got to get aligned as us that do care. And we've got to get aligned to do something. Actually, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. And we've talked and talked and talked. Now it's time to do something. Because I tell you what, I have had enough. Do you I've had Do enough. you think yeah. we're any further forward than we were last time we had these discussions? Because I don't. I think we've gone backwards. Guys, excellent call. Thank you, uh, Greg. Have a great Thank uh, you. weekend away before Sorry we play I Norwich. So got... No, I not at all. So but we've, we've got we've got loads on who want to come on yeah, and they may yeah. agree. And, and all they may disagree. Cheers, mate. You take care. Have a Bye. good day tomorrow. It's got to be better than this evening, at least, at the very least. Hi, this is Jay Demerit, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. (whistles) At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let's bring on Mr. John Parslow, eagerly waiting his return um, as ever. John, if you want to hit your mic button and come on, and then we'll go to Alex. And guys who are waiting, do bear with us. We will get through to you. We've got loads of people hanging on, but we do want to hear what you want to say. John, are you walking the dog? Uh, I am. Can you sort of hear the wind noise? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a comforting, smiling sound. I like it. Well, go on, mate. well it's an appropriate moment because I've actually paused with a poo bag in hand while she's uh, she's uh, giving, oh. her, her, giving her a personal verdict on tonight's performance. So, um, well, well, I'm, I don't think anybody put a strain in today, but uh, other than that, that's fine. Go on then. What do you, what yeah. did you think? Meta- metaphors aside. Yeah. No. Well. Well. Obviously, I just walked in with a saddest face to the family and um, and said, hey, look, I need cheering up. And this, my wife's answer was, oh, don't worry, we're going to see Frozen the Musical tomorrow. And, the, and all the family just started singing Let It Go at me. So uh, so obviously, I ran out the door for a dog walk. So, uh, and, it, and it sounds like the dog has indeed let it go, which is a nice touch. <laughs> yeah. <I'll laughs> there you go. Um, in the meantime, activities in South Wales. What were your thoughts on that, mate? Yeah, I, I, I can't really add much more on tonight's performance um, than anybody else is saying because it was just shocking. I mean, regardless of injuries, the one thing you want out of the players out there is effort and, you know, and application. And, you know, and the one player I'd say a little bit, let him off a little bit was... Uh, 
Davis, and you know, despite his faults, he's coming back, and he he was he he was running and he was trying to do some stuff. But I mean, but it's just a void. Of, it was just a void of nothingness. But um, but I just wanted to talk about the bigger picture a little bit. Um, Come on, mate. Go on. Because because you know, I I think we need to sort of get back to where we should have been at the start of the season and what this season should have been about. And I actually think we need a nuclear bomb going off in January. Almost hypothetically forget about promotion and start rebuilding the squad. And, and I think we've had a star problem for a long time. And my, my fear at the moment is because Pedro's been injured, is injured, they'll try and keep him. And we, we've got to let him go. <laughs> Theme going on now. If, if we can get, find somebody stupid enough to buy him. But he's a quality player yep. who, who's... He's got enough, and I'm sure someone, Newcastle, if they put a 20 million offer in or something, because they can see the potential, right? And if he's actually coached, he's had 11 coaches, and nobody's actually bloody coached him. And and you and you'll suddenly see a player, and we're all going shit. He never played like that for us. And that's what's going to happen when he moves on to a better team. But we just let him go, and then build up a squad. We'll have a hell of a squad coming back in March, April, and if we can hang in somewhere in the playoff zones you know we could have loser about we could have pedro about we could have charlie you know we, we could actually do something but we always have to look towards the next season you know I'm, my only other fear is i mean i'll ask you a question do you think billich is safe after tonight because i i i almost i joked with someone they said why would you take kafka off i went well i think he's oh, just yeah. trying to get himself sacked he's, <laughs> so, no no Watford <laughs> manager is ever safe i would say under this owner so you never know john I know. And I would not put it past Gino to be sitting there going, oh, we got Norwich. Last time I did that, I brought Munoz in and it worked. <laughs> and uh, let's, uh, let's roll that well, nice well, again. And uh, see what last happens. time he did that, of course, he brought in uh, Roy Hodgson. Don't take that. It? He's available, isn't he? Like, <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's, it's, it's good. It's good just to say hello and uh, be a bit cathartic well, and get it out of the system. Good, but you know, it's good to have you back, John. It's good to hear the sound of Chorleywood Common and the the, <laughs> the rustling of poo bags being taken out of the pocket. John, we're going to go on, mate. But lovely Take to have care. you back, sir. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Yeah, happy again new year, guys. As well. Come on. Oh, there he goes. Happy New Year! What a way to go. We will jump across to Mr. Neil Silverstein, and then we'll be going to Jason Rose, then to Martin, then to Daniel, and then we're going to be making our way through to you, including Sean as well. Mr. Silverstein, sir. Hello, you big funny. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Guilty, guilty as charged, my lad. Yeah, well, I've, I've been called worse. Yeah, yeah, so have I. I d- I've got to compliment you on your description of SAR. Mid-circumcision. I mean, that's that that's been missed by me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> epic. Um, don't really know. Well, I don't know where to start. It's, it's kind of it's exactly as I thought it would be, right? I think I called it out last time after the Cardiff game. It's not going to change, right? And the reason is, it's the culture that's there, right? And and for me, this goes right back to the cup final and the shenanigans that Gino and Scott played with the players. And that's where that's where the real real problems have, have lied. And you know, you talk about the the um the players that we've got and the model that we've got. Do you know what? We're no different to any other club in a championship, right? We're all doing exactly the same, okay? Um, yep. It's just we're fishing in a, in a slightly different pool with a, with a look of the South American starlets that we're going for. But the fundamentals are exactly the same. And, and for me, you can see, and we've seen it with, you know, Millwall and Swansea, 
that if you get the, the, these sorts of players into the right culture, they can perform as a team, right? Mm-hmm. And that needs coaching, management, and leadership. And I don't believe we've got any of that. The coaching and the management is fragmented. I think you know, someone called out the stat that Pedro's had 11 different managers or head coaches to work from. Poor kid's going to be confused. I wouldn't want my children having 11 different teachers in a couple of years. It's about the expectation. But the fundamental one is the culture that we've got I think it's now very, very well known in football how cancerous it is. And therefore, we're going to struggle to attract good players or the right type of players. And and by that, we need, I would say, predominantly English players that have got some heart, some soul, some bollocks that will actually be able to play the game and, and bring out the best of the other players. Because that's what we don't have. We've just got a load of paper mache type players, both physically and mentally. And, it, and it's just spiralling downwards. And it's not going to change, I'm afraid. The only thing in my mind that will change it is when Pozzo goes. And here's a theory for you. If we continue to go as we are, we will very quickly be involved in a relegation battle. And actually, I think that might be the best thing for us because I'm sure if Gino can't see a way of continuing to draw the money out that he is, through the various ways, allegedly, it went out because it won't serve his purpose. So I'm afraid I think it's going to get worse before it gets any better. Very true, very true. Uh, on the uh, the Mooney and, uh, and Mark's kind of commentary there, when they were talking about, you know, and, and as I said earlier on, they tried to make it as positive as they possibly could, bearing in mind what they were watching was the same as what we were watching. So it's a damn hard job. And even there, Tommy said, you know, look, we're, we're in the playoff places, but we're actually closer to the relegation places than we are to the top two. And I'm, I'm sure other people have made the same kind of uh, same observation as we've gone through. Thank you, Neil, sir, as ever. Uh, Jason, Jason, sir, I think you were going to be venturing down to the fair principality in the south of Wales. Did you go down? No, I changed my mind. Uh, well, that's there was... <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because it's it's actually, it's just not too far from where I work, uh, you know, the, the Wales, because I, I work in Swindon. So, but I had a change of heart. And uh, I've got to say, uh, first of all, before I say anything else, I just want to take my hat off to anybody that went tonight, all you Watford fans that went tonight. Absolutely. Fair play absolutely. to you. You are superstars and you deserve your money back 100%. That was just, I mean, you could see it coming. I I, I spent the evening here uh, in Didcot with uh, my mate came around and we watched it together. We've been going for many, over 40 years between, you know, each. And you could see it coming. You could see it coming, you know. And uh, I, I appreciate a lot of people, what people have said, you know, the injuries and all the rest of it. But what we, what we, the minimum requirement is to run around and give a shit. And um, they're, they're just, they just wasn't there, was it? You know, you can have all the meetings in the world and beating of the chest and that, but there's just nothing there. You know, there's nothing there. You know, you can pick on individuals. Just talk about Sar. I agree with. Um, sorry, apologise. Can't remember the man with the dog. Never remember his name. There's a few of you with dogs out there. Uh, cats are available. You no know, saying about Sar and the fact that we we we've seen to have spent an awful long time trying to shoehorn him in, into a side that, and it just doesn't work. You know, he he does. We don't. We we've never got his best position. You know, the the lad needs to be sold on. You know, he, we're not doing anything for his career. He, he he's not doing anything for us. Hopefully, he'll get a move. We will never get anywhere near the money we spent on him. We we, we seriously overpaid for him. He's a classic example, but there are others. You know, Bakuna. You said, you know, God bless him. You know, he he looks like a competition winner. <laughs> young Aspria, young Aspria. One of the other guys said he is very much like a young Gel Pedro, but he shouldn't be anywhere near the first team at the moment. And yeah. nowhere near the first team. Not having people kick lumps out of him for for seventy five minutes. 
Um, I know, I know, needs must, you know, because and and we do reap what we sow because at the end of the day, the recruitment's been so poor, and the guys that we seem to have are just seem to be made of sort of balsa wood. I don't know what's what's going on, but I think I put on one of my tweets. I, I know a few guys liked it. Which is, you know, twenty twenty two as a calendar year has got to be probably the worst calendar year I can remember supporting Watford Football Club. And I've been going since 77. And I I cannot recall a worse calendar year. It has been dire. I mean, really. And this book ended it beautifully. Absolutely book ended the year beautifully. You know, going through all, you know, uh, you know, all, all the all the shenanigans with Ranieri and Hodgson and, and all that. And, and then we get to this. I mean, what a beautiful way to finish the year in a in a sick, perverted type of way and using Uncle Ron. I'd be interested there. to know um, how many games we've played, how many we've won, how many we've lost, what the goal difference is in this calendar year. I'd love to I, I did put it out I there. Saw, I'd love some I know some of you yeah. guys are brilliant with your old stats. I'd love oh, to know because it, it feels like it don't feel like we've won very many. I can tell you that it, now. So. If only if only somebody was recording a podcast tomorrow about the kind of the end of year review. Oh wouldn't, wouldn't that, that be a thing? Be a thing? Oh, wouldn't wouldn't oh. that be a thing? Jason, I just mate. want to say, just want to wish you all a happy new year. Do you take Thank care of yourself. You, see you guys. See you guys in the new yes. year. And uh, have a good one and be, be safe. You take too, care. Jason. Cheers, fella. There goes Jason, somebody associated with Watford who actually made a good decision today by not going. Let's see whether or not Sean or Charlie or both <laughs> did indeed get down to the principality. Sean? We made a, How we doing? We made a very bad decision. Oh, well, look, I think everybody, everybody, I think some applause are due here because for on behalf of everybody who went down there, yeah. you could still hear you fucking out singing everybody. I'm going to be honest. It's, there weren't a bad turnout, actually, from uh, Watford, to be honest. It wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. Regarding singing-wise, we didn't really make much of a noise i'm going to i'm going to be 100% honest so i'm not i'm not sure whether the mic was uh, close to our our side or been. not mate because it and have i have been. to give it pains me but i have to give them their due as well swansea sung like mad the entire game and of course they had a lot to sing about but they were loud and and uh, decent little stadium and everything and we said to each other it's decent setup here the parking was fine food was good um yeah listen when when you're at the match you get to see the whole pitch and that for me is massive because i like the study in the side of things and the tactics and the formations and build up mm-hmm. and everything and you can see more than you can when the hive is effectively showing you a 20 meter circle around the ball and so what you do right. see is players on the opposite side of the pitch you know where they're scanning where they're looking where they're making runs what they're even even what their body language is mm-hmm. the first half an hour do you know what we had a shite team out, dare I say it. It wasn't the strongest team, but we were 5-3-2. And actually, for the first half an hour, bearing in mind that we had bare bones, I thought our structure looked like we'd been drilled. It looked like we'd actually trained and we'd gone through this formation. And and, and although Swansea looked slicker through the middle, it did look like we, um, we, 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 we could nick something in this. We probably didn't look like more than a goal, but looked like we were in it. And um, it just got worse and worse and worse and worse than it. A Kong, I, I say it every time I, I, I talk to you, what the fuck he was doing. But what was interesting is if you if you watch it the three times before he made that error, Swansea pushed 
centrally and made a, they let a Kong get the ball off of off of Backman. They allow him to gather the ball. They then push from the center outwards to push him on his right foot, and he did it three. They did it three times, and and the third time, you know, the fourth time, it worked for them, and and it was it was that shite pass. Some people, some people aren't going to like this, and I'm sure I'll get some boos uh, and some thumbs down. But actually. No, go on. Cabaselli didn't wasn't our worst player today. In the first half an hour, actually, he 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 was all right. And I also have to um, say that at the end of the game, I stayed right until the last player was off the pitch. Fuck knows why. And um, I didn't see Bilic once. And the only player that came over to the fans was Cabaselli, and he was mouthing sorry and clapping his hands. Bayo also came not as close and was clapping mm-hmm. everyone else straight off the pitch, not interested. Delhi Bashiri limped off and was limping as he sat down on the bench. So don't know. Hopefully it was precautionary, but it looks like he could be out for a little bit. Who knows? And Cathcart, I'm not sure if they showed it on the hive or not, but when Cathcart was subbed off, he fucking sprinted from the middle of the pitch to the side, to the bench. It was almost as if he was saying, there is nothing wrong with me. He sprinted off oh. that pitch sideways, which was really disappointing because obviously um, he was not the weak link. We were talking about lying in the sand. We're talking about what are, we, what, what are people going to do uh, and the rest of it. Uh, it where is the communication? Wasn't wasn't there? I don't want to bring up old, old stuff or whatever if it's not appropriate. But wasn't there a meeting? God. Wasn't there a meeting last year or this year with with Duxbury and it was quite controversial because some people were invited and others weren't. Wasn't that meant to be an ongoing thing? Or yeah, it was. Or, it was meant to be an ongoing thing. I was at that meeting. It was meant to be an ongoing thing, but it's there's been no mention of it since. So. And I assume that's because no one's seen Duxbury since either. I don't know if it's that. I just don't think that. I think it was a Premier League requirement, which right. is why it was his why it was done. But there was there was nods and winks about we will do this again. But you know that was March last year. We're almost three months away from it being twelve and months. What before. about the, what about the um, support liaison officer? Um, I know we had uh, the old one on, didn't we? Um, it's uh, on a podcast. Um, well, we still have got a support liaison officer, but um, you know, it, it, I don't think he can call a meeting as such. Well, you can't, you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't make someone have a meeting, can you? But surely there, there, there needs to be enough communication there that that you know, look. This is where you're at at the moment. People are trying to get posters and and, and flags into the ground um, in protest. And the main the main objection and the, the the main grief and gripe is that there is no communication. So can we please? And if it has to be a select people, then fine. Hopefully our representatives are exactly that. And 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 at least try and reach out to the club because it seems to me as if we have so many of these behind-the-scenes people in positions, and yet no one's talking to us. Uh, no, I think, agreed. You know, when agreed. you've got the, the Watford <laughs> Observer not able to talk to the, the owner, you know, the owner doesn't want to talk to the Watford Observer, nothing's really been seen of Mr Duxbury since Rob got moved on. So, 
I've got one. I've I've only got one little plus, and it's not really a big plus for you guys, but at least it paid uh, for my petrol. I've included you on a tweet. It's um, my betting slip. I had a pound at thirty six to one on four nil Swansea. I did see, <laughs> and it really it really bugged me. But I listened to your um, like I say, I, I listened to the uh, the pre match, and it was uh, after we played Millwall and we'd lost Pedro and um, and Kamara, and I just thought. No, we've got no midfield here, and actually Swansea have got a half decent one. So I don't know what it was in my bones, but anyway, thirty-six quid. Well, you've got that. Well done, sir. Have Take a safe care. drive back, Sean. Cheers, fella. Cheers, fella. Lovely. To- let's go to let's go to Dan. Sorry, guys. Anybody who's who's been waiting for a while, we're going to try and get it round to everybody as quick as we can. Alex, I'm going to leave you there. Just come on when you can. Dan Finnell, how are you doing? Very well. Yourself? Yeah. Well. Oh dear. You got a funny old buzz on there. Um. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. But I've had I've had my rant. I've been called a fanny. Therefore, I've calmed down. But other than that, yes, pretty shocking. What were your thoughts on tonight? That better on mute. Yeah, that, that's better. That's some gremlins perfect. in there. Well, there's a couple of things really because one, I think there was some news that came out of Hemel Town. But uh, before before we just touch on that briefly, what were your thoughts on tonight? Um, yeah, we just we just didn't look like a team at all. And I think that's been the issue going forward for the last 18 months. It's a squad of players that have been assembled, but they're not a team. They don't play as a collective. But I do have to take, I think it was uh, perhaps Neil that made the point regarding uh, since the FA Cup final. You know, Troy Deeney has alluded to things in the past uh, since he's moved on that perhaps um, the owners didn't keep to their word on certain aspects of deals agreed. It's difficult because people like Cathcart and Cabaselli have been there a long time and yes, they need to move on because they've unfortunately seen too much. And I'm sure we can all appreciate if we were in a workplace that perhaps was as toxic as it seems, we wouldn't want to be necessarily going in every day giving our best. No, that's that's... That's very true. I mean, the the culture isn't great, and I think it's the the, the culture that we're we're kind of calling out to. But you've you've got to be you've got to think that there must be something in here for uh, for Billy to get hold of people and to to get at least a modicum of effort running. And I appreciate that we didn't have the level of players. I mean, we mentioned earlier on twelve players out from uh, for, not available to him tonight. So there's always going to be a dip in form, and that's 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 one absolutely. But a dip in in terms of being prepared to be, uh, I mean, we, we just heard from Sean there saying, actually, for the first 20, 30 minutes, we looked organised in a, in a sort of a 5-3-2 shape or a 3-5-2 shape. But the lack of pressing on the ball, which is just a fundamental coaching principle, if they've got the ball, try and get in there and try and shut them down. And we just gave them so much time throughout the game that it was just, it just felt, you know, that's something that we've, that we've got to get out of, uh, out, out of whichever 11 is sticking on a Watford shirt. Because a number of people have made the comments on the on the five-word reviews, which we'll come to a little bit later, saying not fit to wear the shirt. Do they know what it means for people to, you know, to, 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 to be wearing that and representing? So but I think oh, just, just if, we look at, if we look at the debt for a second, you know, yep. it's, it's shocking over the last 10 years, the neglect of the academy system. We should be able to have a group of youngsters who perhaps have come through the academy from 10 right the way through. We've seen it, you know, in the past. Yes, we might not be in the same position as we have been previously, but there should be at least one or two a season that are able to come into that side and provide that depth when needed. We just don't have that. And I think that's that's a real oversight. Um, and the fact that we, you know, the, the figures that have been quoted, you know, Akoi, not even in the squad, five million, you know, wasting money on players that are not even going to probably 
represent the club. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Dan. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, it, now, I, I saw the news that um, Mark Jones had gone from from Hemel. Has has a new appointment been made? Yes. Uh, so Bradley Quinton, who was um, previously of Enfield, Braintree, got brain Braintree promoted uh, a few seasons ago and uh, was last at Welling. Uh, he came into the club today. So, uh, yep, should be meeting up with him tomorrow, ready to go for the Hertfordshire derby on Sunday. So it's St. Albans versus Hemel on Sunday. So if anyone's at a loose end and wants to wants to come down to Clarence Park, then it'll certainly be a good game. There you go. There you go. Not just Watford, but we're covering a little bit of local non-league. Stuff. Well, I, used know, Ellsbury, I used to be at Aylesbury United, so I like to do these things. This is very good. This is very good. Thank you, Dan, as ever. Lovely to hear from you. Thank and good you. luck uh, Good luck against St. Albans. Thank you. Um, so let's go to Darren, who I could be wrong, but this could, Darren, you could be the furthest ever caller in, but I could be wrong. You may be just down the road. Who knows? Darren, how are you doing? G'day, boys. Well, uh, greetings from Australia. Uh, yes, I am on the other side of the world, and uh, I've never felt never felt further away from Watford, to be honest. <laughs> We're just down the road and we feel the same. <laughs> can, I, can I just say... Darren wins the metaphor battle. Anybody else can try, but Darren has just won it. Brilliant. Other side of the world. Superb stuff, mate. Oh, well, oh, yeah. Well, tell us, feeling remote and being remote, tell us about your experience of this season, and obviously tonight we'll, we'll know, but uh, tell us a little bit about you, Darren, because it's great that you called in. Thank you, sir. Oh, well, I was, I was born in Watford and moved out here when I was 13. And uh, I've all, I mean, next year will be the 47th year that I've supported Watford. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it has been really hard over the years. I mean, people take for granted now that you can watch games live and you, you can go mm-hmm. on the internet. For about 20-odd years, I, it, was, it was impossible to get anything. And it was, just, it was just really hard as a supporter. But I've always stayed loyal to the club. But to be honest, for the last two or three years, I've never felt that this club could be even more of a shambles and then just when you think it couldn't it just it just digs even lower it's it's just impossible to defend this club anymore I just can't defend it anymore. I really can't. Oh, we, we, we find new ways and new digging devices to get get further down below sea level. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's, you know, following a club is supposed to be fun, right? Of course it is. Absolutely. That's why we started this bleeding thing. Um. It's not. It's, and, you know, it's just, um, it's, as I'm sure any Watford fan will agree with me, it's, it's the hope that kills you. Just when things start going well and you get all energised again, I just don't know what it's got to take for the fans of this club, no matter all of those people in Watford, all of you who go to the games, you're representing all of us fans around the world and something has to give. It really does. Changing managers achieves nothing. And, I, and when when Billich came in, I've ne- it's a horrible thing to say, but I didn't want Watford to get promoted because if they did, that means Gino will say, I'm right, you're wrong. The only mm-hmm. people who give a shit about this club are us. The people who do this, who listen to the podcast, who go to the games, who spend our money all over the world. Why... Why are we the only ones who give a flying fuck about this club? Because it's pretty clear to me that no one in management, the board, the owners, they don't give a shit. This is our club. We've been around for a, for a bloody long time. And honestly, looking forward for the next 10 years, I just can't see how much lower this club can sink. You look at, you look at say, for, for instance, Brentford. Now, Brentford, Leeds, Wolves, all those clubs, they were all around us in the championship for many, many years. Look at them now. They've grown. They've learnt from the less, They've learnt lessons. They've recruited. They've spent money. Where's Watford compared to those clubs now? We're not even on the same page. We just get players in. We give them big money. 
as soon as we get relegated, they all piss off and we're stuck holding the baby, as always, the fans. And year after year, 47 years I've put up with this crap and I just, I'm just, I just can't do it anymore. I can't defend this club anymore. How low do we have to go before something is bloody done? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Darren, Darren, everybody. I've just, there you go, Darren. I've just found the clip I'm using on our TikTok video. Um, and I think I found <laughs> call of the year. Thank you for coming on, Darren. This is fantastic. Can I just say, can I just say, we thought we were swearing well, but let's face it, on the planet, nobody can swear quite like an Australian. Now, we know that Darren only went out there for like 47 years ago, or however many he was, but God, he's got the swearing down. That's what we need to aspire to, people. That's the kind of quality of swearing that we need to keep bring to this podcast. Oh, superb stuff. Darren, welcome, sir. What time Thank is you. it? And I, and, um, it's quarter to nine in the morning, so n- night games are really good for me to join in this podcast. So I've been trying to do it for ages, but it's bloody hard to get up at one o'clock in the morning, watch a game, and then go back to bed and get up for work the next day. But um, night games are good for me because I can I, I, I can I can follow it along. Then I've been trying for ages to get on this podcast because I've been listening for a long time. I really like what you guys do, and everything the fans say on this makes perfect sense to me. And I just don't know why the club is so ignorant and deaf. I mean, how how, how deaf can you get? They just don't listen to the fans at all. And it's been that way for two or three years. Let's be honest. Um, yep. That 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 nonsense we had a while ago with Scott Duxbury meeting with the fans. I followed that along. That was just an absolute gesture that meant absolutely nothing. Nothing came of it. And here we are 12 months later and what's changed? Absolutely fuck all. I'm glad you on this time. I cannot tell you how glad I am you came on this time, Darren. It's it's brilliant. It's brilliant because it, it shows that you're hurting from, I don't know how many thousand miles away you are, but it's a long way away to Australia and you're hurting as much as we are. You know, a really sad thing, you were saying, you know, you, you, you feel sorry for the fans who bought their ticket and, and drove to Swansea. Yeah. I know two guys. I know two guys who flew to London to watch the Millwall game and then they flew back four days later. That was that was their Christmas present to themselves. Oh, God knows how much money they spent doing that, especially at this time of year when it's peak time. They spent thousands to watch that drivel. We deserve better. Absolutely. There you go. There you go. Darren, look, mate, if we see you on, if we see you on, and we think, Christ, he's either needing to get off to go to work or he's going to be absolutely knackered. We'll get you on as soon as we absolutely can when we see you because we appreciate the time difference. There's Darren from Australia, everybody. This is great. Thank you. Love the show. Cheers, fella. Love you, mate. Thank you so much. Look at this. We've got all the way to the other side of the world. This makes no sense. Right. (laughs) Alex, Alex, we're trying you again, mate. Oh, I think we've got Alex. Does it work, please? Yeah, we can talk to Australia, but we can't get down the M4. There's a problem here somewhere, but you're on, mate. You're on. I am on. Brilliant. (laughs) I was going to say, Darren, Marnus Labashane was my favourite Australian, but I think you might have beaten him ever so slightly. I reckon no, so. No, I reckon so. You can't. You can't beat Warney. Yeah. Um, God bless him. I wish we. Had, I wish our players had a tenth of one percent of what Shane Bourne bloody had. The whole lot of them. I can't. I've supported this club since 1983, yeah? and I've never despised a squad of players as much as I despise this lot. They are so weak. It is just ridiculous. Ridiculous how weak they are. The whole lot of them. And I'm just, I've, you know, this club's given me, given me a lot, yeah, over the past 40 years, yeah. And I've had mm-hmm. some tough times, yeah. And this is like a bit of escapism for me. And I've, I swear to God, I have just had enough. The whole club is rotten to the core. 
and I'm sick of it. And none of our fans seem to give a shit. A few do, but hardly any of them do. And I'm, you know what I mean? It's Christmas and I should be full of goodwill. But my God, what are we doing? What am I doing going to watch that? And I've had enough of it. And thank God I'm near Bath and I'm nearly home. I left after the second goal. Alex didn't want it, but I said, these fucking wankers. And that's what they are. Let's not mince words here. The whole lot of them, the whole club is rotten. Where to God. If they want a fucking meeting, I'll give them a fucking meeting. Yeah? They are just... I've had enough. Alex, I'm driving, so I've got... I'm on cruise control. I'm all right. I'm not going to crash. That's all right. Can I just say, Darren... I think I think England has just taken back <laughs> possession of the sweary trophy. That was quality. Oh, we were doing so well. <laughs> All right, so we lose that and the Six Nations. Whatever. Go on, Alex. Uh, go on, mate. Take take yeah. over. Alex, you take excellent over, stuff. Yeah, no, for me, I, I probably won't do it with all the swearing, but for me, it started. I'm sorry, with... I'm sorry about the swearing. I don't like swearing, but this is this is the place for swearing. Don't worry about anything. it. It was for that sour shit, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just today. It's every fucking game, and I've had enough. Not one of them will put the fucking foot in and fucking be brave, and that's what you got to do in this fucking division. you got to be fucking brave and have a bit of fucking art like we have. And I'm sick of the fans putting up with this shit match after fucking match. The amount of money I've spent and I've had enough. I think that's crystal. I think that's crystal. I think it would... Yeah, I don't. Know what, <laughs> what more can you bloody say? Anyway, you've said it. You said it superbly. No, no. <laughs> very good. Very well said. Very well said. Well, there well, you go. And I'm long distance calls from Reading, but fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> the state of it is, is that Reading is half an hour from my house, and yet I cannot be asked. Cannot be asked. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you you don't surprise us. You don't surprise us at all, guys. Well, look, it, you know, drive safe. That that was an absolutely epic couple of calls. I have to say, that was. I I thought previously I had sworn pretty well on this on this podcast, but I clearly, like the Watford back four, need to up my game. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered 
by fans.